Hello people, hello, 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 what is up? Welcome back to the Let's Keep It Real podcast with your girl, Abiola Makonjola. And how are you doing? How's your soul doing? I just want you to marinate on that question and just really take it in, dig deep, and just how is your soul what is she saying and what what is it saying i don't want to put a gender to the soul but what is it saying how is it um what is it asking you to show up for this week how is it asking you to show up differently anywho um so today i wanted to just um you know share something um like i did say that this podcast we're going to be keeping it real we're going to be keeping it 100 so here goes nothing so story time so I recently moved places. Um, I think it's been three weeks since we've been moved into our um, new place. Kind of feels like it's been a year. <laughs> but anyway, um, while um, during the transition, like um, moving from one space to another space, um, I had gone back to the old house to um, do some um, cleaning so we had moved all the um, heavy stuff Um, I just you know had to um, do some last minute cleaning pick up garbage and all that good stuff and it so happened to be on the first day of my older son's um, first day of his school so Nifemi's school Um, so Nifemi couldn't watch Kenji for me so I had Kenji so I took Kenji drops Nifemi off at school then I took Kenji with me to um, finish up the cleaning at the old house you know, um, he was there. I put on Coco Melon for him just to kind of keep him busy while I was doing my thing. And then at some point, probably maybe like, I would say three hours into cleaning, he started to get restless, which I mean, he had done really well and he couldn't really, for some reason, I don't know, he couldn't really take a nap, even though he tried to sleep, he couldn't really take a nap for a long period of time. But anyways, um, and I was busy, I couldn't entertain him because I was trying to like get to the garbage, throw stuff out and just, you know, um, go as fast as I could because I was working with time. So I figured that, um, well, at some point I left, I got out of the house and he followed me and um, he likes car rides. So um, I guess maybe he thought we were going towards the car because he saw me walking towards the car. I guess maybe he thought we were leaving or something. I don't know. But he, for some reason, just wanted to um, get into the car and sit in his car seat. So I figured I was like, you know what, Um, since... I'm still cleaning and um, he won't sit in the car. I could just leave him inside the car um, and just keep an eye on him through the window. So I left him in the car, opened the car door, um, put him in his car seat and buckled him. And then I was just keeping an eye, an, eye on, an eye on him through the window. Maybe like 10 to 15 minutes later, um, something just struck me and said, oh, go check how he's doing. Like actually go to the car, not just looking at him through the window, like go to the car. So I went into the car. And then I realized that Kenji had picked up the bleach and he has pretty all over his body. So bleach that um, we use to wash the bathroom. And I started to freak out. And how was I even able to access the bleach? So in the process of cleaning and loading the car with all the last many things that we had at the house, I had put like some of the cleaning stuff underneath um, just um, in the back seat on the floor. But then, like, when I put Kenji in his car seat, I put it on the floor in the same position, like, the same um, side where Kenji's car seat is. But when I put Kenji in his car seat, it didn't necessarily register that he would be able to reach the bleach. Like, I didn't even think about it until I went outside to check up on him. 
and I found out that he had sprayed the bleach all over his body. And I think he also ingested some orally and I just started to freak out in that moment. And I was just like, oh my goodness, not again, not this again. Like I already have a lot on my place and then this and then like, like my head just started to go haywire because I'm like, oh my God, hospital. Now you're going to be down for a few days. Now I'm going to have to take time off work. Now I'm going to have to do this. Now I'm going to have to do that. The only thing I wanted to do was just come here, clean and go back home. Like I didn't want any of this. Like my head just started to go haywire. And in that moment, like the one thought that just came to my head was just, I am tired tired of being a mother like i literally text my sisters because we're in a group chat and i was just like i am tired of being a mother like i am tired of this i'm tired of oh i'm tired of looking after people i'm tired of being responsible for people i'm tired of making decisions for people i'm tired of figuring out somebody else's life i just like I just wanted to be but I just want to be by myself. I just wanted to be about me. I, I don't want to have to figure out the people's life. I don't want to have to figure out what they're gonna eat. I don't want to have to figure out what they're gonna do. I don't want to have to figure out activities. I don't want to have to like I just want to be by myself. And in that moment, that was the only thing, the only thought that came to my mind. And of course, um none of my siblings are parents or mothers yet. So there's only so much ranting that I can do. They can't necessarily imagine what it feels like to be in that place 24-7. And in my own case, I recently separated from my ex-husband. And the kids are with me. Like, both my sons are with me 24-7. Like... 365 days out of the year um so i don't even have and then my family is not in the same city as i live in so i don't even have that option to be like okay you know what you you're spending the weekend with your auntie you're spending like your i'm gonna take off some time and i'm just going to like jet off like even if i want to do that they come first i have to think about where am i going to keep them where are they going to stay how's schooling going to work you know like all of those things and then kenji my toddler is not in daycare as of yet and in that moment i was just like yeah i just like i like <sighs> so many times i have messaged my mom my mom has six children and um there were some things that went on, like, you know, growing up. There were some things that went on, like, you know, just just how we grew up, you know. And I didn't necessarily understand her emotions, you know, towards us. I just always thought, like, oh, my goodness, she's so mean. Oh, my goodness, like, why this? Why that? Like, you know, I just never understood what was behind the emotions. But then, like, now that I have just two of my own, Sometimes I message her and I'm like, mommy, you tried. Like, you are a champ. Like, I give her that grace because I don't know how she did it with six children. I have just two. And my ear, like, I'm, like, I'm literally, like, I'm tired. <laughs> and this woman had six. And I know somebody's going to say, well, you grew up in Nigeria. You had maids. You had aunties and stuff like that. Yes, we did. However, at some point, we didn't always have trustworthy people that my mom could leave us in their care. So, and my dad wasn't in the same state or city or whatever as we did, as we lived in. So, um, going to school, my mom would wake up in the morning, get us ready for school, 
take us in the car, um, drop us off. Like she would get dropped off. We had a driver. She would get dropped off at work and then the driver would drop us off at school. And it would be the same thing. Like the driver would pick us up from school, take us to my mom's office, pick my mom up from work. And then we go home and then she has to figure out, okay, what are we going to have for dinner? Because sometimes, again, like I said, we didn't really have trust. At, for some time, we didn't have trustworthy people that um, could care for us like that. So sometimes we get home and there's no food in the house or there's nothing prepared. And then she has to start thinking of what to make for us just because the people who she felt like could do it or who she was paying in form of like housemates which is something that's very popular in Nigeria, even up until today, um, they didn't necessarily do what they were supposed to do. So for a while, she it felt like everything was on her. So when I remember those times, and I can remember those times, maybe like I remember the emotion like that she um, that she showed us as a result of the frustration that she was going through at the time. I give her so much grace, and I just let her know, and I'm like, wow, you tried. Like you raised six of us, and you're still here, and you still look the way you look, and you're still about yourself like I give her so much grace and I always let her know that you know she's amazing but anyways um back to you know um this um story time I guess that I'm sharing yeah in that moment I was just like man no I'm tired like I'm tired of being a woman I just went on a rant and um the one thing that became very clear to me um, you know, I sat on that, like I did go through that feeling, you know, I did go through that, um, I did go through the feeling and whatever it is that I was going through at the time. And then, um, I was able to give myself time to process, to process the, um, the situation and really ask myself, okay, what exactly am I tired of? Right. Um, and for me, I guess maybe because also that I've been doing this since I was 20. I had my first child when I was 20. So Nifemi came when he was 20. I waited 11 years before I had Kenji. So maybe because I've been doing this since I was 20. Um, maybe because I had gone through certain stages with Nifemi and I was like, I had left like the toddler stage and the potty training and all that stuff to the point where now Nifemi is super independent. And now it feels like I'm going back and I'm doing all of these things again. I'm, in my head, I'm just like why like why like you know i'm like if nifemi was here and i'd be able to watch his brother or if i didn't have his brother it would have just been nifemi at school and me just doing what it is that i'm doing but who says that it's going to be i'm going to be in that exact moment without kenji you never know right but anyways i didn't want to sit with that feeling of i'm tired of being a mother because i know that it would lead to resentment it would lead to anger it would lead to me just carrying on my frustration on my children when to be honest they didn't ask to be here like literally I chose to bring them to the world I chose to have unprotected sex and bring them to the world like literally I made the decision to be like okay I'm gonna have these kids like so they haven't really done anything um so in that moment I had to really sit and I asked myself like is it that I'm tired of being a mother or like what exactly is the problem or what exactly is the root cause of this feeling of this, you know, thing that's happening inside of me. And after going back and forth, um, you know, having conversations with my sisters, you know, going through my rants and stuff like that, it just all boiled down to one thing. And that's that. And that is I need help. I need help. And it's so interesting that I'm not one of those people who, ask for help I don't know um 
I'm probably going to talk about this in a different episode, but I have this thing in my head where I feel the need to be the hero. I feel the need to um, save and to be the to be the hero in order for me to feel validated. And this is something that I'm working on, but because because this is something that I have um, that I have um, discovered, and I'm like, wow, okay. And um, so I'm very aware of it. I'm conscious of it. Um, more like I'm aware of it. But it's um, yeah. I feel that need to. It's it's like I don't want to receive that help. I want people to see me and be like, wow, she's such a strong woman. Wow, she could do it all. When truly and really, like. I need help. Like it literally takes a village to raise a kid. Like I can't do it. I can't do it all by myself. It takes a village to raise a kid. And sometimes when I think about why I'm not able to receive help or why I feel resistance to receiving help, I don't know if it has to be with, if it has to do with how I saw my mom, you know, just go, go, go. Even till tomorrow, my mom goes. Like, my mom goes hard. She's always d- working on different projects at different points in time. There was a time when she was working at the bank. Then I remember when she used to go to Dubai to s- buy jewelry and bring it back to Nigeria to sell. Then I remember when she had shops. She was selling provisions and then she um, shut it down because it wasn't um, yielding any profits or whatever. Then um, I remember when she quit her job and she started running the gas station that she's still running till today. And like that's her main source of income. Like my mom doubles in different things and she just goes hard. Like she's always working on different projects. And I like I would like I would say that my mom, I don't know if it's that she didn't want to receive the help, but I've seen my mom work hard. Like I mean like work really hard. Like not even just smart, but like labor is the word like labor in order to like make sure that you know things are straight you know what i mean so i don't know if that's where my mentality of not wanting to receive help like wanting that um feeling that um what's the word feeling that um need for validation or feeling that need to be like oh she is strong like she works hard or feeling like I have to be able to work hard in the way that I saw my mom work hard in order for me to be able to receive the help that I deserve. That's what it is. Like, I can't just sit and just receive with ease. Hmm. This is actually a breakthrough, even talking about it right now. It's like, I can't... I, I, like, there's that... There's that... um thing in my head that I have to go through so much I have to label like literally sweat (laughs) in order for me to be able to receive the help that I deserve in order for me to be able to receive help because when I looked at you know the root cause of the feeling and the frustration and everything that was happening in that moment with Kenji it was just all about needing help needing help in form of it is okay to take my son to daycare. And I mean, I'm not like, I don't have a problem taking him to daycare, but with me being recently separated, I'm trying to, um, I want to make sure that it's financially okay for me to be able to send him to daycare. And because I work from home, I figure, okay, you know what? I can have him at home. But then he's at that point where I 
feel and I believe and I know that he needs to be with children his age because I'm not giving him that attention because I work full time. So I'm not giving him I'm not giving him that attention that he needs and he just needs to be in an environment where he can learn more, he can be more immersed with his mates, he can do more because I'm not doing that. So for me it's like it's okay for him to go to daycare. It's okay for me to be able to expand myself, give myself permission. It's okay for me to open my mouth and ask. Like people are not going to look at me and think that oh she's she doesn't have it all together because sometimes that's one of the stories that I tell myself that when I ask for help people are going to think that I don't have it all together. You know, and another thing too is asking for help. You know, I had this conversation with my sister earlier this year. She said when you allow me help you, it makes me feel good. Because for me it's like I feel fulfilled. So allowing other people help me, it's a way, it's a way of fulfilling their own purpose. If I want to be able to help people, right? If I say that, oh, um, my purpose is to help people. My purpose is to um, be able to help people level up so they can say yes to their heart desires. Then I also have to allow people help me because like I can't do it all. There's certain things that I'm not great at doing. There's certain things that I don't know how to do. And me being able to allow that help in just gives me the opportunity to let go of the things that I don't know how to do, to give that to somebody else to, you know, figure out, to be happy about, to give them something to work on, like give them that joy to be able to feel good and feel fulfilled at something while I focus on my brilliance, while I focus on the thing that really makes me me. So yeah, the root cause of all of the frustration, the root cause of all of the venting and everything was just, Biola, you need help. And I need to just be able to open my mouth and speak. I need to be able to ask for help. Because everybody is living their lives and everybody is doing what it is that they need to do, you know, to be able to um, to leave. So I need to get past that. Now I'm aware of it. Um, I need to get past that. I would call it savior complex. And it's going to be something that I'll talk about later in a different episode. Um, but that savior complex, that need to feel like the hero and to feel like, yes, I did it myself. Like, oh my God, I toil and I sweat and I did this and I did that. And finally, I was able to get through. I was able to break through. It doesn't have to be like that. Like, it can be easy. And it all starts from me making it easy on myself. Just asking for help. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to make sure that the um that my son's daycare fees fits um into my finances. Okay, fine. Are there any other alternatives? Like, can I um like open my mouth and just ask and just be like, okay, what other alternatives are there? This is what it is that's going on. How can I get help? Or what can I do differently? How can I make more money? How can I generate more income? Um, what can I do differently? Or what other options are out there? Like just opening my mouth and just asking for that help. And just knowing that it doesn't necessarily make me weak. But instead, it just, again, gives somebody the opportunity to be able to fulfill their purpose, to be able to get some kind of joy from doing what it is that they're doing or what they're called to do man like it's deep but then I just wanted to bring it on here and I just wanted to you know have a conversation with um you all and just you know get your perspective what do you think about it um are you one of those people who um is it easy for you to ask for help or are you one of those people who finds it difficult to ask for help and uh, is that something that you've thought about like if you are like was it always has it always been easy 
um, and if not, like how, like what did you do to be able to break that and to be able to allow yourself just open your mouth and just ask for help? What did you do? Um, I'd like to hear from you. Remember, this is a dialogue. I'd like to have a conversation with you. So yeah, you can always um, respond um, through our social media page on Instagram. It's um, let's keep it real. I believe it is. Um, I'll leave the tag in the um, in the uh, notes um, in the show notes below. Um, but I believe it's let's keep it real on Instagram, and I'm also on Facebook at Abiola Makonjola. So yeah, let's have a conversation. Um, feel free to send me a message or to comment on the um the post um for this particular episode and you can also send me a message on steady steps um whatever one feel free um give yourself the permission to um choose whatever medium you seek to reach out i'm here but anyways it's been real talking to you thank you so much for listening i do appreciate your time and i'll catch you on the next episode